Welcome to Hope is not a strategy, the podcast for real strategy makers. My name is Christian Underwood. And my name is Jürgen Weigand. In our strategy talk, we want to demystify the myth of strategy and show how you can win with strategy work in these volatile times. And in this podcast episode, we will explore the evolving landscape of strategy consulting, Jürgen. Um, today, uh, we delve into the changing dynamics of the industry and the new approaches that are shaping the future of strategy consulting. I think in the past, uh, there have been many predictions saying strategy consulting is dying. But I think it's not. <laughs> it's even more relevant than we thought. But I think it has changed over the times. And um, therefore, um, we start in the first part with the evolving role of the strategy consulting. So let's start by discussing the growth of the consulting industry. According to the recent report, the global strategy consulting market has expired significant growth in 2022, the German consulting industry because we're in Germany that's why we're looking a little bit more close to that environment achieved a record of 15% increase in revenue that's not bad and uh, this is the highest increase since 1992 so that means what 30 years yeah 30 years and uh, yeah that's that, that's pretty pretty much and uh, according to the uh, latest studies the industry revenue rose from Uh, 38 uh, billion to 43.7 billion euros. Yeah, but um, Jürgen, how does it come that strategy consulting is needed so much in these volatile times? <laughs> What do you think? <laughs> um, let me start that way. Uh, why do we need strategy consultants at all? Mm -hmm. They are very expensive. Yes. Uh, they take your time mm -hmm. because they want to elicit information from you. Yes. And then they use the information to build uh, big slide decks. Mm -hmm. And once they're done, they leave you with a mess. And mm -hmm. you're the one who is always the uh, person to implement the whole stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm a bit surprised to hear these numbers. Mm -hmm. um, maybe we would also have to look a little bit deeper. Who are those people? consulting practices making this money. I've yeah, yeah I, I can tell you one, Simon Kucher and Partner. It's a specialized consulting yeah. practice uh, focusing very much on pricing, mm -hmm. pricing strategies and so on. They do all kinds of strategies yeah, yeah, but well. they're growing like hell. Yeah, uh, yeah so uh -huh. there is a need mm -hmm. uh, for that and I'm not surprised to hear that it's uh, SKP, basically. Mm -hmm. Why? Uh, this morning when driving here to Düsseldorf, I listened to the radio news mm -hmm. and what I heard was that the automotive industry is struggling a lot mm -hmm. uh, and there's a price war coming up. Yes, because uh, companies like Tesla have lowered the prices for the e-cars, mm -hmm. putting a lot of pressure on the German car makers. At the same time, there's also pressure on the price for uh, the regular cars. Mm -hmm. um, so that means, what do we do? We have to reduce prices. So it's the time now for mm. the demand side to ask for big discounts. Yes, fifteen to twenty percent discounts now. <laughs> They need pricing specialists. How yeah, do we do that? Absolutely. How can we differentiate away mm. from the competition? Not mm. that people think it's all the same anyway. Mm. Yeah? So, yeah, in that uh, regard, I'm not surprised. Mm. Um, of course, I'm also not surprised that uh, we are talking about revenue, right? Yeah, sure. We're not talking about how profitable that growth is. Mm, no, that's right. So that means uh, revenues also increase if we have more players in the market, mm -hmm. right? So if the market size 
it's mm -hmm. increasing and we have more players, so we also get higher revenues. What happened in the recent past, past 10, 15 years, that the big four from the accounting mm -hmm. and auditing area have moved into strategy consulting. So mm -hmm. PwC, Accenture, yeah, sure. EY, and Deloitte, mm -hmm. the big four, putting a lot of pressure on the famous consulting practices like mm -hmm. uh, McKinsey, Berger, you name sure. it, Boston. Yeah. So this has definitely happened. But we've, this is one aspect, uh, more generally speaking, about competition. Mm -hmm. Typically, we think about competition as being a bad thing from a company perspective, mm. eating up your margins. Mm -hmm. But competition can also be helpful to grow the market, mm. uh, to grow the attention for specialized needs mm. like strategy advice. Yeah, sure. Or strategy software. <laughs> Or strategy software. <laughs> In our case. Yes. yes. Yeah, that, that's helpful. But, um, but let's stick with that. So what are so potential disruptors? So Tesla was the disruptor in the EV market um, and uh, I, I, I really profit from that, that I can get, an, get a really, really good car for a really, really low, low price. So what do you see as potential disruptors for this industry and emerging trends? So the trends are pretty clear at the macro level. We have mm -hmm. climate change, mm -hmm. which means that companies really have to go deep into their organizations to mm -hmm. fulfill the requirements, sure. the CO2 uh, footprint, yeah. that has a lot of consequences. So you have to, yeah. if you're a manufacturing company, mm -hmm. you have to maybe change your completely complete setup of operations, things mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. You have to optimize your supply chain. So climate change is the one thing. The other thing is deglobalization. Mm -hmm. uh, because of political reasons, we have problematic geopolitics going on. So companies try to make their supply chains more robust, mm -hmm. more resilient. And of course, there are also experts needed to help mm -hmm. them do that. Uh, yeah, so what sure. I said earlier, mm. I think there's a lot of potential for specialized Uh, consulting mm -hmm. uh, in the functional areas, also in the finance area, of course, how do we mm -hmm. finance investments into mm -hmm. completely new uh, areas, which we have not dealt with before. ESG is another buzzword sure. in this regard. So there mm -hmm. are a couple of macro mm -hmm. trends that impact heavily on companies. And since companies have limited resources, they can't easily build their own strategy sure. units. I mean, mm -hmm. the big Big companies, yeah, sure, yes, yeah. mm. but even they use external experts. Mm. Huh? Absolutely. So that means there is quite some demand for consulting services. Mm -hmm. But uh, let me throw one thing in. So it's all around the place. It's artificial intelligence and automation. So when we think of the, yeah, let's say, young analysts sitting at the consulting bench um, doing analysis up and down for a lot of money, so what do you think will happen to that business model? Uh, as, I for, as far as I have seen the development, uh, most consulting practices uh, are now performance-oriented. Mm -hmm. They not just charge a fixed sum and say, this is it, and we mm -hmm. uh, deliver certain results, and you do whatever you want to do with it. Mm -hmm. um, these results have to be tested by the company. Is this really what we wanted? Mm -hmm. Is it useful for us or not? Mm -hmm. And if the performance is not up to what was expected, then the consulting practice has to adjust yeah, and readjust sure. mm -hmm. things. So I think this is one significant trend, mm -hmm. also coming from competition. Yeah. Now, uh, we talked about uh, these volatile times. In mm -hmm. volatile times, 
uncertainty is higher. Mm -hmm. uh, that means to somehow reduce uncertainty, I want to have also advice from outside. Sure. Yeah? Mm -hmm. So there is demand on the mm -hmm. one side, but the demand is now um, mature demand. Mm -hmm. People know what they can expect. Yeah? Those sure. who constantly have consulting services in-house, mm -hmm. right? And from experts, they know exactly what they want and they say, mm -hmm. okay, this is what you need to deliver. And if you don't deliver that performance, then you you will be punished. Yeah, mm -hmm. There's a penalty, sure. whatever. Yeah. yeah, sure. So we have on the one side the, the big ones you talked about, but I see on the other side a lot of boutique consulting firms and freelance consultants are gaining real, real traction um, and in between, there's nothing. Yeah, that's, nothing that's, left. Yeah. That's very true. When we talk about the big consultancies, mm. they cater to the needs of the big companies mm -hmm. because smaller companies can't afford to sure. pay them. Yeah. yeah. So that means there is room for other players, for smaller mm. players. Could be individuals. Could mm. be boutiques, mm -hmm. um, and there are definitely also uh, there's a lot of expertise out there in the market. Mm -hmm. What I've seen recently is that some former corporate people mm -hmm. venture in a certain age, 50 plus, they leave the corporation yeah. and they do something on their own, mm. even join forces and found a small boutique. Mm -hmm. And of course, uh, there's a lot of knowledge these people have, and uh, it may make sense for smaller companies to look mm -hmm. at the boutiques or even mm -hmm. at some freelancers. Yeah, sure. Let me come to, to, to the next chapter, but... It but stick a little bit to the topic of the, uh, let's say, disruptors. Um, the impact of digital transformation on the businesses, on the clients, is still huge. It's not gone. It's still there beside the ESG uh, game. But the impact also of digital transformation on consulting firms. Uh, we talked about the AI thing, but I think um, I'm, I'm thinking now of companies like Celonis, for example, who are, for, from my point of view, a new kind of McKinsey, doing process optimization projects first with the software and with a lot of AI, but also with big, big consulting uh, teams behind that help the clients. What do you think of players like Celonis, for example? Celonis is definitely a very good example, but it all started much earlier. It mm. started with Accenture. Mm -hmm. We have to be very clear about that. Uh, they used to be auditors or whatever. Yeah? Yeah. And then they, because of certain historical reasons, moved mm. into IT tech consulting. Yes. And they realized uh, you can't just uh, sell IT services. Mm -hmm. yeah? You can do more because IT over time has become a core Mm -hmm. practice for companies sure. so then we have access to all the other areas of the company because mm -hmm. if it's a core practice then it's linked to everything else in the mm -hmm. organization and Accenture I don't know how many employees they have more than 200,000 mm -hmm. or even 500,000 worldwide mm -hmm. so they have moved into an area that was not covered before by the McKinsey's and Boston's mm -hmm. of this world because they saw themselves as pure strategy consulting Practices mm. uh, and whatever was in the implementation, someone else could or should do. Uh? Mm. And now there is this big, big player Accenture, and from that uh, you can of course have a blueprint. Mm. And uh, with I AI, you don't need that many people anymore, mm -hmm. right? All that stuff about data analysis and so on can be done 
using software. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course, if the outcome is like, hey, there's room for helping companies to implement now, and I have the team ready, mm-hmm. that's a great value proposition. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But having the team ready, especially when it comes to people from Accenture, because they they, they, they have so much demand by the clients, so they need so many people. It's yes. unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. So, And that's why then sometimes, not only for Accenture, but then quality is not that good uh, when you try to hire hundreds or thousands and educate them all over the place. So that's a big thing. And I think the main challenge for the consulting industry is the missing talent. <laughs> Yeah, because you know it very well, and we've also spent some time in India. Um, at large campuses, they have really, really amazing universities for thousands of employees that they educate. They come from different backgrounds, from history, whatever, and they try to transform them into consultants. Yeah, absolutely. There's not only uh, competition for clients, mm-hmm. there's competition for talent. Mm-hmm. Pretty clear. And why is that so? Because uh, the skills uh, skill set um, these consultancies require now has changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you can come from uh, biology, history, all of that is great for mm-hmm. diverse thinking. Yes. But you also need people with an understanding of technology. Mm-hmm. So this is why people who have been educated, I, I don't know, in um, a combination of business and technology oh, yeah, are s- sought right. after. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Or computer science people. Uh, yeah, I sure. mean, if you're good in, in that regard, you go mm-hmm. out to the market, you have mm-hmm. 10 job offers. Everyone sure. is looking, not just the consultancies, mm-hmm. also The corporates are looking for these people yeah, sure. because you need people who understand data, who understand how to um, basically get the right information out of the data. Mm. Um, for that, you need a certain skill set. Mm. And then when it comes to uh, the competition on talent, uh, it comes also to the beyond profit thing the emphasizing purpose and sustainability which is also getting <laughs> yeah. more and more important not, yeah. not not only for the for the for the clients but also for the uh, for the consulting companies so what do you think on the let's say put it beyond profit concept of consultants <laughs> i'm an economist as yes. you know i know and economists that's why i'm asking <laughs> think about Two things. First of all, we all are equipped with limited resources. So whatever mm-hmm. we think about sustainability and all of that stuff, mm-hmm. we have limited resources. We have to make the very best use we can. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are always trade-offs. Mm-hmm. So how do I invest my resources? Where do I invest them? Now, it's pretty clear that we have to do something about uh, all the issues related to climate change, mm-hmm. also related to diversity, inclusion, and so on. Mm-hmm. But this is part of what economists, now I'm coming to the theoretical mm-hmm. aspect, call the utility. Uh, what is it that makes my utility mm-hmm. the, how, the largest? Uh? And these different elements go into your utility function. Sure. In more business language, what is the benefit that I'm getting mm-hmm. out of it? Mm-hmm. If it's uh, that uh, part of the benefit I want to create uh, addresses more stakeholders than just Mm -hmm. my customers and Mm -hmm. employees. Mm -hmm. That's the name of the game. This is what you have to do. Uh, Mm -hmm. You have to factor it in and um, allocate resources to that part. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Jürgen, we're close to the end of this uh, workshop. What do you what do you think? Um, will the new phase of consulting? I, th I think it it already has changed. We have uh, we've seen or we've seen in the market a lot of consulting, also not just producing powerpoints, but also are in the execution part. Um, on the way, we see the big ones are getting bigger and uh, really specialized small ones and let's say digital equipped. Uh, con consulting firms but uh, what would you suggest um, could be the next big thing in consulting so how can consultancy transform to the nexus so what is the next in the next five to ten years for consulting any ideas yeah well i think a lot of um, things still done by people mm -hmm. will be automated mm -hmm. we will still need the people but mm. they will have a different task mm. and let me describe it uh, for the level of strategy consulting yes firms yes. yeah it should be about what is it that we have to expect mm -hmm. expect the unexpected and imagine the unimaginable and what are the consequences so i'm a big fan of scenarios and scenario mm -hmm. analysis mm -hmm. Um, I think this can be a stronghold for strategy consultants in the future. Mm -hmm. Most of the business, though, will still be in the implementation, yeah? mm -hmm. uh, translating the kind of strategy we have in mind into the different elements of an organization sure. and then optimize whenever needed and readjust whenever needed. So that kind of advice would be some kind of a permanent one, mm -hmm. yeah? accompanying um, companies on their way in the implementation mm -hmm. and execution process mm -hmm. and then closing the loop again. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Nowadays, uh, consulting firms, well, they are known for once I have a foot in the door, yeah. more and more business is going yes. to be created, yes. whether it's necessary or not. Mm -hmm. So those consulting firms who can, first of all, deliver mm -hmm. and then convince their clients this is really necessary business, mm -hmm. they will gain. Mm -hmm. yeah? Absolutely. And uh, I, I, t I totally agree. And maybe uh, uh, let me add one thing. So when we see and work with clients with uh, uh, with the strategy frame, the digital one, uh, our digital version, or see other consulting firms with our frame and our digital tool, it's really, really great because then I think also the, the position of the consultant changed a little bit. It, you enable your client to see the data, to get the data, to track everything. So things that before that a PMO did, maybe, for example. Mm. And then uh, you you can help them solving, really solving the issues that came along the way. So you're becoming more and more kind of a coach. And then if he needs or he or she needs real special or specialized uh, uh, consulting uh, services, then you can, can, can you see it directly because then you are, you know, baked in the whole process along with the data and with the strategy frame. And that's also really helpful. So we, we do not deliver then that kind of service if we do it on our own because we're not, we do not have 100,000 consultants, uh, but we know someone who True. could be the best. And yes. I think... Um, a more specialized way of knowing what really is your advantage as a consultant uh, is, is is really key. I think that was a very good description. Um, 
talking about uh, basically enabling strategy enabling yeah, yeah. Uh, in the previous uh, podcast we talked about leadership mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and people say about leadership it must empower mm -hmm. people in the organization yeah. and yeah. here as a consultant you would not only enable strategy making in the mm. organization you would also empower people in the organization to do strategy on their own and whenever need whenever they need help help can be provided Absolutely. And it's not only a game of, you know, selling hours of hats, yeah. but selling value yes. to the customer. Absolutely. And I think that that will change more and more, I think, yeah. in the future. Jürgen, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you.